and welcome to Pregnancy Confidential, week 23, Dad Talk. What kind of father will he be, really? Pregnancy Confidential is a girlfriend-to-girlfriend real talk podcast from the folks at Parents Magazine, where we have your back and your bump through all 40 weeks. I'm Dana Points, the Editor-in-Chief of Parents, and with me today is... Diane DeBrovner, I'm the Deputy Editor of Parents. And... Gail O'Connor, I'm Senior Editor at Parents. And I can say that my husband, I didn't really have any doubts, but he's been a great dad. Every now and then I'm like, could you put the forks the other direction in the dishwasher? But for the most (laughs) part, all's going well. What about you guys? I've been very pleased with my husband's fathering skills. He was a really great uncle before he was a dad. And so he was really excited to have his own child. I had a feeling my husband would be a good dad. I think you get a preview of that when you're newly dating, you know, or newly married and you see them with your nieces and nephews and little cousins, you get a sneak preview of what they're going to be like. And he's been a wonderful father. I will say that probably around now, week 23, you might be worrying about that and wondering, you know, you've probably planned your nursery and thought about, you know, what your parenting styles are. But, you know, what will it be like when when the rubber really meets the road? (laughs) We'll get to that. But first, we're going to talk about our favorite topic. How big is that baby? At week 23, your baby is about the size of a large ear of corn. Or a baseball mitt. A mixing bowl. But don't be frightened. It's not like a really big, like, KitchenAid size mixing bowl. Probably more like the smaller size of mixing bowl at this point, which is good because I cannot imagine giving birth to a mixing bowl, but it's not that bad. What else? A super slim PlayStation 3 is about the same size as a 23-week-old. That is a really weird comparison. Maybe not the same shape, but (laughs) roughly the same size. I don't know. what I I think we're an Xbox family. I don't even know what size a PlayStation 3 is. (laughs) But if you want more details about what's going on with your baby this week, be sure to sign up for our daily pregnancy email at parents.com slash pregnancy daily, and you'll get the scoop not just on your baby's size, but on what's growing, what's developing, what's going on. We have a pretty good idea of what's going on in there. Hey, everyone. I'm Sid Evans, editor-in-chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and, of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce Season 5 of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. So being an awesome dad is all the rage right now. Just ask Justin Timberlake, who is knee deep in dirty diapers and loving it, or Mark Zuckerberg, who gleefully declared that he would be taking two full months off from his busy schedule running the world, Facebook, to spend time with his newborn baby. Or there's Ashton Kutcher. He is on a one-man campaign to get more changing tables into men's rooms. I love that. I know, right? Uh, So these proud dads, we give them props. If you're pregnant, you're probably thinking about how your partner is going to measure up. So you've probably been looking for clues. You know, we were talking about that earlier. How does your partner behave with cousins or or things like that. I think you also can look at how your partner's own father acts, because I think that's a really good clue to the kind of model that that he grew up with. What are some other ideas for how you can kind of get a sense? 
I think it's great when your husband or your partner looks for ways to be helpful without being asked to do something. And I think that was a clue that you didn't have to say, honey, could you empty the dishwasher or could you walk the dog when they're really just looking for ways to be a team player is a reassuring sign that he or she is going to be hands on. We all found that it turned out just fine. And the odds are that you are going to find that as well. So it's it's very normal at this point in time to wonder and worry. But you guys got this far, so the chances are it's going to be okay. If uh, your guy is, like, researching preschools and he is the one who unloads the dishwasher and loads it, if your guy is like that, he's going to be the one who, you know, never lets the baby get sunburned, <laughs> which is good. But if he's a good partner, he'll probably be a good parent. What do you guys think makes a good dad? A sense of humor is really important, I think, in parenthood in general, it really is. And so I think the ability to be silly and laugh at yourself and laugh with your kids is is always a big plus. I think a capacity to be patient and forgiving. Oh, yeah, patient. Especially with the new mom in the family, because he may be surprised by how not yourself you are when you're sleep deprived Mm -hmm. and having to care for this newborn and who knows what regretful things will pop out of your mouth, you know, in the middle of the night when you're tired. And I think a husband who can just sort of roll with that and not take it personally and not take it personally and know that maybe you're a little possessed at the moment by the baby gods and, you know, be cool with that. It's going to be good for the duration. Having someone who looks for an opportunity to comfort others and to be thoughtful toward others is really important. You know, like, does he send his grandmother a birthday card or call her on the phone or just ignore her? And you can probably expect similar treatment after the baby is born. The ability to be sleep deprived himself is probably good. I don't know if there's any way to train that into someone, but I don't know that there is. (laughs) That would be handy. Yeah. And I remember when I was pregnant, so many people said, sleep now, make sure you sleep now. And As I, if you can stock up. Yeah, I find that so unhelpful. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not like not you can save yeah, it. It's not my husband's forte. To this day, I'm really the, the waker up of parents. I think I was happier and less frustrated with new parenthood when I finally came to terms with the fact that both of us don't have to be equally good at everything. That Just like in the rest of our life, that he is better at the Wi-Fi situation and I am better at making reservations and that there are certain things he's just better at as a dad and other certain things I'm better at as a mom. And that's okay that we don't have to be 50-50 on every single task all the time. I know. I heard that some parents like have a bracelet, like a rubber band that they switch off depending on who got up in the middle of the night last. And I thought that was kind of interesting. Like if you need everything to be 50-50 and super fair, I guess saying, oh, well, I just did the last feeding, so now here you have to wear the rubber band. But that feels a little, I don't know, petty to me, kind of. I wouldn't know where that rubber band was, I think, by day three. <laughs> I would be like, did I leave that under my boppy pillow? Or I'd be snapping it to keep myself awake. <laughs> Smacking my wrist. <laughs> there are some things I think you have to kind of discuss before the baby comes along. And hopefully you've gotten to this point in your relationship where the super big questions like, What religion, if any, will the child have has already been discussed? You know, probably some parenting philosophies, some financial stuff, like how are we going to budget and save and and all of that. And that's going to give you a clue, I guess, to how he's going to handle the pressure. Yeah, discipline. I mean, do you want to do things the way your parents did them or do you specifically want to do things 
the opposite of the way your parents did them. And, and everyone may come at this from a different place. Right. We've definitely at Parents Magazine run across couples over the years where the two parents have different discipline philosophies and it causes friction. You know, if you are someone who doesn't believe in corporal punishment and your partner does believe in hitting, that's going to be a huge issue in your relationship when the child is old enough. And I think, Gail, to your point, patience, because that's where people can really kind of lose it when they're sleep deprived and the Mm. child is crying and something's not going well. So that ability to just take a deep breath and step back is critical. Right. And whatever you're going through this week is all going to be different next week anyway. (laughs) Right. And the week after. And the week after. And forever after. Do you have a sense that your partner was afraid of fatherhood? Because even as you're thinking, oh, I wonder if he's going to be okay at this, he might be thinking, oh, my God, am I going to be okay at this? Yes. My, my husband was specifically afraid of having a girl. You know, Ooh, he, comes from, he comes from a boy family, and he didn't know girls. He wasn't sure that he would understand a girl. And I think he also just felt a little more protective, generally speaking, of a girl. You know, he, he, he felt like girls in this world are just more vulnerable to all sorts of awful things. So that touched me. You know, mm-hmm. I, I thought that was that was a good sign for our daughter. Yeah. That he was intent on being a good father to a daughter. I got divorced in between my two children and it had nothing to do with my first husband's lack of fathering skills. We don't have to go into that. But when I met my current husband, I was the mom of a, a young child. And so he kind of courted both of us together and got to be sort of a stepdad before he was a dad. And, you know, he didn't have children of his own and really wanted to have his own child, which is why we decided to have one together. And so I really did get a chance to see him in action, not only with his nieces and nephews, but with my own child. And so that was really a good testing ground for me. That's fantastic. You had a real, real audition there. I had no idea. And we didn't know either time what sex baby we were having. When we ended up with boys, I think I was really the one who was like, wow, boys, because I come from a family where two girls and I am a girl and i I was just clueless, but it seems to be going okay, I guess. (laughs) Um, So how are you feeling about your partner? Do you think that your partner is going to be a great dad or mom? Tweet us your thoughts at Parents Magazine with the hashtag PregnancyConfidential. You've probably heard that radiation from cell phones and microwaves could be harmful to your unborn baby. But is it true? And how much do you need to worry about it? We're going to tackle that topic in this week's Relax, You've Got This. So wireless devices like your phone use radio waves to communicate with cell towers through the antenna. This is called radio frequency energy, or RF energy. And it's pretty weak, and it's long been assumed to be safe. But in 2001, the World Health Organization classified RF energy as possibly carcinogenic. So while the risk is still relatively low, there are some steps you can take right now during your pregnancy to minimize this exposure. One step is to use earphones when you talk and avoid speaking, avoid making calls with or without earphones where your signal is weak. So look for like three or four bars on your phone because the weaker the signal, the harder everything is going to have to try to connect. And so that's where you're going to be using more energy. So keep your smartphone away from your body when it's not in use. So if you carry it in your purse, don't hold your purse over your shoulder because then it's going to be right next to your abdomen. 
hold the purse by a long strap to keep it away from your belly. Don't put it in a, a pocket like in your jacket or your pants. And then, of course, when you think about, you know, cell phones and invisible radiation, you're also probably thinking about your microwave oven. I can assure you, recent studies show that the radiation emitted from these ovens is negligible. So it's super unlikely that that could cause any harm. But if it makes you feel better, just go ahead and stand away from your microwave oven. Honestly, the thing you really should do if you're microwaving is not worry so much about the radiation, but don't microwave in plastic containers because Mm -hmm. the BPA... Um, that's that bisphenol A. It's it's pretty harmful stuff. And um, all the time I feel like we're reading more about how you shouldn't be drinking out of plastic, microwaving in plastic, putting hot foods in plastic, etc. So try to stay away from the plastic. I don't really remember being concerned in my own pregnancy about radiation at all. I had lots of other concerns, but not that. <laughs> what about you guys? I wasn't concerned about it. And I, I have to say that I I do know that the list of possibly carcinogenic things that the World Health Organization makes is very long. And, you know, red meat is on there. And there are lots of things that we have accepted as just part of being a person in in this day and age that are possibly carcinogenic. And I, having been the health editor of Parents Magazine, I just feel like there are other things to worry about. And this priorities. is not one of them. <laughs> right, right, right. The only change that I've made in recent years and since working at Parents is I no longer microwave plastic anymore. Right. I bought these wonderful glass containers available at the supermarket, and they come in super handy for pre-making meals when you are busy with the baby and you're able to finally make one meal and just put aside a bunch for during the week for microwaving. But that's yeah. really the only change. I wasn't concerned about radiation enough to stop using my cell phone or Yeah, I did switch. Also, I switched out my containers, but I also switched out my water bottle. So I drink out of a stainless steel bottle. I buy stainless steel bottles for my kids for, like, soccer and stuff. Now, we didn't talk about airport security, but Eva Mendez was outed as pregnant with Ryan Gosling's child when she skipped the airport scanner. You know, you can opt for a um, manual screen where they will pat you down um, and they'll send a female if you're pregnant and you opt out they will send a female TSA agent to pat you down but the bottom line is the TSA and the FDA say it's not necessary that that this is not a harmful type of radiation that you could walk through any of it and it would be okay but if it makes you feel better you know go ahead and ask for a pat down right if there's another option and you're more comfortable with that then Why not take it? Why not take it? Get to the airport a little bit earlier so you're not worried about running for your flight and have time. Right. Hopefully you'll take more time (laughs) um, relacing your shoes than you will. Yeah. (laughs) Running might be hard at this point, too. Right. Exactly. (laughs) That's it for today for Pregnancy Confidential. Our producer is Sarah Abdurrahman. Thanks also to Laura Mayer and Andy Bowers at Panoply. Let us know what you think of the show. You'll find us on Twitter at Parents Magazine, Facebook at Facebook.com. Parents Magazine or Instagram at, you guessed it, Parents Magazine. And now, if you like the show, I hope you'll tell a friend, a pregnant friend, preferably, and subscribe to us in iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Don't forget to leave us a rating or comment. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I just, if there's no ratings, I just keep flipping by. I just ignore. And it really takes uh, like four, four stars to get me to put it on my phone. So leave us a rating or a comment whenever you subscribe. It helps other people find the show. And unlike other podcasts, you don't need to wait a week for the next episode. If you want a sneak peek of what the weeks ahead hold for you, you can listen right now. 